This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast, and this is your boy, Tim, a.k.a. Hot Mike, a.k.a. I call seltzer spicy water, and I'm here with Joshua from Opolis. Josh, thanks for being here today with us. Thanks for having me. What's your favorite flavor of spicy water? I don't, th- well, I always go for black cherry, but I don't think I've discovered it yet. What I really want is like a spicy, like a, a spicy Marg uh, bubble seltzer, like a non alcoholic spicy Marg seltzer. That's what I would do. What about you? Um, yeah, I also go for black cherry. Man after my own heart right there. Do you do the hell? Um, hmm. What's your brand? Who are you sponsored by? LaCroix. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, and I hate, I hate grapefruit. I can't eat it. I don't like grapefruit juice, but Pamplemousse is my favorite flavor of LaCroix. I can't explain yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Remember there was like that time when you found out about LaCroix and you called it LaCroix? No. But oh. yes, I do remember. Um, because people were like correcting us. They're like, no, it's pronounced LaCroix. It's like, eh, no, no, I don't think it is. That's right. Oh, pronunciation. Well, hey, uh, we have a cool origin story. At least I think it's cool. We met in West Palm Beach, Florida, my hometown, and we met at Permissionless. And I was in a bathing suit and a Hawaiian shirt wrapped in a pool together towel. And <laughs> you asked me for the shirt off my back. And I said, I'm not allowed to give this shirt to you. But uh, I gave you a towel instead, but you really wanted the shirt. Props to you for the persistence. <laughs> and uh, and then, like, you know, and then and then we, like, connected on Telegram, and now you're on the podcast. That's how it went. What, what's your side of the story? That is how I remember it as well. Um, I don't remember being that persistent. What was the shirt you were wearing that I would have wanted a, that badly? It was obviously wasn't memorable. It was a purple Hawaiian shirt. And it oh, I do remember back. it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, was like a special, a, like, staff one you guys had for the conference. But on the back, it says, like, go to winmoneydaily.com to see how you can win $10,000. And I, and I had, like, a, a 13-year-old girl at a climbing gym come up to me and ask me about it. And I was like, you have to have an NFT. And she's like, ah, never mind, and walks away. That's so, funny. Anyway. Um, I didn't know that that was your hometown. I actually, uh, I was born in Chicago, but I grew up down in, like, Boca. Oh, my dad was a firefighter in Boca. I grew up in Wellington. Nice. Cool. Very yeah. Cool. Now, where are you? If you can tell me, we can delete it if you want. No, I'm not. Anon. Um, we uh, so right now I'm in Toronto, actually, at Eat Toronto and the Futurist Conference. Yeah. So they're they're doing the presentations right now on like who the hackathon winners are going to be. So I'm pretty excited to see what comes out of that. Um, they had, I think, like five thousand people attend this conference wow the, that's good numbers yeah it's been a, it's been a great conference so far i actually live in in the dallas area oh, okay i've heard of it do you uh th- you're such a chad for being on the on the podcast during the conference like you commit you commit to something and then you stick with it and you and you show up you know what you book me first oh <laughs> that's a good pod pull together podcast shirt you booked me first you had me at, <laughs> you had me at come on my podcast okay yeah, we decided to announce, well, so Opolis is here at ETH Toronto because we're announcing that we're going to be going live in Canada January 1st, and so we're collecting interest, but we didn't decide to go to Canada until after we'd booked this, and 
um, I keep my appointment. That is also huge. I really wanted to be here. Yeah. Well, no, thank you for that. But that congratulations on that. That's like a whole nother country. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, that's we are huge. we are doubling our country size. That's from, from I mean that's US great. To, I see the yeah. vision. I see the vision. And uh, one of the things that we did actually was we when when we when we <laughs> I love this is when you you're like hey listen. I will use the pull together multi delegator tool with Opolis, and we will like delegate if you give me that shirt. And I, fe- I was like, I shouldn't give him the shirt. So I will totally mail you a shirt, Josh. If you if you multi if you delegate to Opolis people, Opolis users, some exorbitant amount of money, that'd be awesome. Cool. We're, the deal's still on, right? I, you lost me, but sure, yeah. I sold you. So Pool Together is a price savings account. You know this. Your OG Pool Together Discord member. You know we we, we have fun saving and winning. And but what you can do is you can put uh like you can put your stables like a treasury could put their USDC into Pool Together and then delegate all the prizes to their community or to certain oh. members of the community to encourage such behavior or to encourage loyalty or to reward whatever. Uh, or yeah. to give to a cause or something like that. So like Opolis, you've got you got people you want to reward, right? And you've probably yeah, got absolutely. some stables. You're going to Canada. You got to have stables for Canada. So put them in the pool and then delegate them to your peeps. That is that is certainly a thing that we could do. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Lo- yeah, like we, a, we... I feel affirmed, and you didn't commit to anything. It's great. I love. That. Um. Yeah. Well. So I've been I've been enjoying pool together since like V one. Um. Uh, I'm also a steward of Eat Denver, where Pool Together's from. So, like, I'm always going to be on Team Pool Together. So, dude, you're like it. a you're like a Spork Dow treasurer. That is yes, one of my titles. So what, what, my job is yeah. Go ahead, tell me. Can I, you can you tell me your origin story with crypto and all your titles? Yeah, it's like Daenerys. There's a I have a funny tweet somewhere in the in the last year that was like, it's just because you get you you're in all these different communities and you get these weird titles from each of them like uh in in uh dow house i was a paladin and in raid guild i was a hunter and so it's just you just like list all these titles it's like hunter of raid guild paladin. it's um first of his name yeah so um i wanted to build a decentralized rideshare that was that was the thing and where did that idea come from i was i was working at lyft and watching you know, uh, well, I, I met thousands and thousands of drivers through through my job and lots of complaints about the amount of money that the companies were taking. And then, you know, back in those days, it was closer to 25%. And then Uber and Lyft figured out that if you, the drivers are going to make the same amount, they're going to stay on the road regardless. But if you just start charging passengers, whatever you want, they're still going to pay it. So the drivers are still getting paid a fixed dollar per dollar per mile and dollar per, but that was no longer correlated to what passengers were paying. So passengers could pay 50 bucks for a ride. A driver could walk away with $15 and that's not the company taking 25%. That's the driver ending up with only 25%. Um, Oh, all right. This is terrible. Um, I met this guy, Tommy, who was building Chaser out of Austin, which was uh, for the OGs in the room. Uh, a thing that came out of a fork of Arcade City, um, which was the first kind of, I, we don't need to get into the politics of why that didn't work. But um, he, we, we met and he tells me his idea and I was like, this isn't going to work. 
none of this is going to work. You guys don't understand rideshare. Um, and so he's like, all right, well, let's talk about it. So we, we, we kept meeting and he like brought me into the community and I was like, all right, let's, let's write a white paper. So I wrote this white paper, um, and about, about how a decentralized rideshare could work from like the rideshare perspective. And I showed it to a few people and they're like, yeah, this is, you understand rideshare, but you don't understand crypto. You should, you should like take a consensus Academy class or something. Um, so I took the class. And I understood, I mean, I figured out that I didn't really understand anything before. It was a huge leap forward in education, understanding like how Ethereum, just Ethereum blocks work and like how tokens and there was this new token standard. And like when we, when we started, when we started building this, like Uniswap didn't exist. It was, the questions were like, how do you get people who are, how do you get the network of sizes to be big enough to where, you know, people from the zero X community and people from the Stellar community could like spend the the tokens that they have on rideshare. So it's like instead of using fiat, and it was like you no know, drivers aren't going to work for a volatile thing. Nobody wants to pay five dollars for their commute today and fifty dollars for their commute tomorrow if there's volatility in the markets. Um, man, this is a rabbit hole I haven't been down in a long while. So, hot mic. I answered so your question in a very, very I'm getting so many different like good good subtitles for this episode i'm that this is what we're all about is having having guests go down rabbit holes that they've not been down in a while i appreciate it um so shit where are we we're we're at the point where basically um lift uh my job was being uh, removed the um they basically said to us your department can't exist after the ipo so you can find another job at the company or you know heard of referral off um and so i was you know i they offered me 105k to sit on a desk in San Francisco and I'm like I'm not I asked some people who in this crypto, this crypto stuff was getting real interesting and my friend Jacob was like no don't do that like come work at consensus so I ended up at consensus um six months later I have the same conversation you can find another job at the company off. it was much nicer it was you could you can go with the team that you're going that that uh that you're on or you can try to find another job at the company um I was not successful, but this is February 2020. This is like one of the great cullings of consensus. Oh, we got to bleep out the F. Sorry. All right. I'll stop swearing. Um, uh, that's news to me. I didn't even know that. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I should have asked before. No, it's all right. Oh, I didn't know what to tell you. And plus I have editing. I have, I have computers. I have softwares. Oh, so this isn't, we can edit out the bad stuff. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! I, yeah! I use Descript. Shout out Descript. It's like it turns it into a, a document, and then I can just find when you say things. And then I'm gonna do like, um, remember uh, Craig Ferguson, the late night yeah. host? Oh, for his, he would go like he would have like like he would always do unique bleeps for every time he cussed. It was so good. We'll do that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, all right. I'm on board. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, we can turn this like long meandering five minute story into a crisp forty five seconds. Well, no. Um, the other thing, the other secret I do is I delete any word, any gaps that are longer than a second, so it it speeds it up. You know, so like any pause you take will be gone, and it'll look like you just threaded together this brilliant story without any thinking it's so good that, that's yeah thank you you're gonna make me sound much smarter than i am so i heard somebody told me this is about three weeks ago for the first time i learned this um gen z doesn't like google stuff when they need to look something up they youtube it 
and then they watch the YouTube video of the answer they're looking for at like 1.7 to 2x speed. I'm like, this is some like big brain shit. Like, what? They don't Google things. And now, now the kids are TikToking and they search on TikTok. That's just wild. I sound, I just say this, I sound like I'm old. I'm like 32, which is not, not super old. Like, when I say that to anybody else, they're like, no, you're not old. And like in crypto, it's like, I'm a grandfather. Um, all right, where, where are we in the story? Consensus. Uh, Consensus. Yeah, you, you had to either leave or you could stay and find a new job. But about YouTube, listen, I actually think that's wrong. I think Gen Z's wrong. You don't search YouTube, you search Google, and YouTube results show up in your search results. But why would one do that? No, why that's what we do because we're millennials. They literally just go to YouTube and search. Yeah, but I want, uh, there's better answers outside, whatever, that's fine. Well, because we do. know how to read. It's like, you know, it's... Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> yes. We're well, like all I words. Do, okay. I do listen to stuff on 2X, uh, all my all my audio stuff. But yeah, okay, continue. I've 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 gotten there. Um, it took me a while. I'm listening to Snow Crash on Audible right now. And like, it's just, his pauses, they're just long. And so I was like, all right, I wonder, I'm going to try this 2X thing. And so I started at 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. I've been working it up. I actually, I listen at 1.6 right now. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Snow Crash is such, I love the audio. I mean, I, I haven't read the, I don't, the audio book. So parts of Williamsburg are Snow Crash to me because I'm riding my city bike around Williamsburg, Brooklyn, listening to Snow mm. Crash. And so now when I like drive through it, I get that Snow Crash vibe. Such a great, it's a must read. Snow Crash is must read, everyone. Okay, continue. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that like when you said Williamsburg, like I'm thinking that you're just like in colonial Williamsburg in Virginia. Like it didn't even cross my mind that you could be living in New York. I've got my pantaloons on. And yeah. Like my, my chalky um, wig. Okay. Yeah, you walk around colonial Williamsburg with like an Ethereum shirt on. It's like, this isn't, this isn't right for the period. No. Um, no, I, we're, we're, we're staying with the ADD-ness of this. I seriously wear my Opolis shirt all over Brooklyn. Yes. I do. You, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's a, good, it's a good style for there. It's the I stained like, glass window. The stained glass window, yeah. Dark gray shirt. Yep. And yeah, yeah I'm waiting for somebody to, to, know, to be like, yo, what's up? But everybody's still like not crypto in Williamsburg, really. I, it's so, all big tech stuff. Yeah, so there's like, um, and this is a, this is another interesting thread to pull on of like, do you, like how loud do you want to be when signaling to just like random like normies on the street? Like, you don't want to put a target on your back like with the giant orange shirt. It's like, Bitcoin. It's like, I mean, those are obnoxious. But um, where, like, I, I wear a POAP on my hat it's 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 an Ethereum Po app, and it's a it's an old one. It's one of the pins that Patricio had made like back in like he gave me it in, in twenty twenty at East Denver actually. Um, but it's like it's a really subtle nod. Like most people are like, oh, it's just a thing on a hat. But but then like some people will be like, oh, hey man, that's that's Ethereum. And then they'll ask me about Ethereum, and a layer deeper than that, someone who's like they know, and this is somebody that I want to be friends with, and I make a point to be a trade info and be like, we're friends now. Is when they're like, "Hey, is that a po app?" Yes, it is, my friend. Yes, it is a po app. And you're like at the bank, uh, in an elevator once. It's just, it's great meeting people out on the, like in in the like little subtlety on the streets. Well, see, um, right there, you actually went from like, I don't know if you want to broadcast that you're into crypto to I love it when people reach out to me because of crypto. Yes. Yeah, it's a different brand of person. Like, um, it's a signal. It's a signal to noise. 
like filter where if you you know if you if you put the word bitcoin or the word ethereum or the word crypto on your shirt it's like very easy so anyone can read that be like oh i know this crypto stuff uh should i buy doge but like no one's looking at a po app and like if they don't know they don't know but if they do know they do know and they're not going to ask you about dogecoin or shiba or whatever the hell yes it's a deep cut signal thank you Talisky? Nailed it. Is that, did I get that right on the first try? Yeah, you did. Yes. I mean, I so, mean you, you stuttered when you first said it and you said it wrong, but then you quickly recouped and you were fine. Um, but also, Tal- I thought you were saying that you don't want to broadcast it because you'll get wrench attacked. That's what no, I, I thought. No, no, you I just didn't want that. the tourists. You didn't want the crypto I, tourists. Yeah, you I'm unwrenchable. who knew where the pizza was. Yeah. Yeah, you can hit me as a million times. I don't know where my keys are. Like, it's fine. You can have my hardware wallet. There's nothing you can do with it. That wasn't a challenge. Like, don't come and, like, wrench me. Like, you, you'll just be hitting me a bunch of times. You aren't going to get anything from it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I don't, I haven't figured out, because I'm laughing, but I'm on mute, because I don't want to, like, talk, I don't want to laugh over you with the kind no, of... No, definitely laugh. Talk, talk, sit. But no, I am I laughing. The, the give and take. Good. Okay. Okay, um, so back to consensus. Yeah, it's 2020, February, um... I was, I was kind of not like depressed, but I was like really down. I was like, I was, I'm really getting into this industry. I'm getting a feel for it. I, I was doing BD for Penbala, which was the first like grants giving DAO. They're still around. They're still doing some great stuff with stamps. Uh, we actually have an Opolis stamp out for referrals. Um, but I didn't want to stay with the team because I wanted to build the centralized rideshare. So like they were my way into consensus. They were my way to like learn Web3 more. Like my second week on the job, I get dumped into, um, uh, like DevCon five was happening, and so my second week on the job, I'm I'm in Osaka, like meeting all these historically very important people who are just like hanging out, walking around, like like Avso is one of the first people I met, um, Alex Vandasanda, and like just the nicest guy, and like then you go you read the books and you're like this guy was really important at the time I had no idea who he was. Um. I walked up to the Ave booth and was just like casually chatting with Stani. And then like, I have a, I have a telegram chat from way back then was like, Hey, remind me like, what was your, what's your email and your role at Ave? It's like, man, so doesn't make things different. yeah. Can you <laughs> add like, me to that chat? Is that cool? It's a DM. I could, I would send a screenshot, but um, no. So, um, but like, I got really good advice and this is the advice that I would give to anybody who's coming off of a, a web three job or something is like go to the next conference that's coming up and like walk around, ask questions, meet people like you will get a job offer in the room. And that's what happened. Um, so I, I went to eat Denver to find a job and I found like 10 and had to figure out like what I wanted to do. Um, Bill Warren was one of the ones who I met. Uh, this is peeps democracy, which uh, we actually rebranded to, pool party and we were in the process of launching a pool token uh this would have been like six months before the pool airdrop and so like kind of glad we didn't because like we 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 knew that you guys were going to end up using the pool moniker but it's like wow this fits so perfectly for what we want to do um the the long story short there is pool the pool party or peeps democracy actually got aqua hired by opolis um and the the other job that i got because i was walking around east denver going like because i just got my my cobra packet which for the u.s for the non-us folks is 
is like a government administered way for you to still access your previous health insurance plan, um, but at like a ridiculously higher price tag of subsidies. And so I got my Cobra packet. I was going to go from 400 a month in healthcare premium costs to 2400 And so I lost my job and got a 6X price tag on just health insurance premiums, not care, just the premium. And so I'm walking around in Denver, both looking for work and saying, uh, does anybody have a Web3 solution to this ridiculous problem? And everyone's like, you should go talk to Opolis. So I went and talked to Opolis uh, and I asked John for like, I was like, hey, I come from Lyft, like referrals. I love, they actually signed me up to be the first employee member of the product. And I was like, hey, can I make money like referring people? Because this sounds awesome. And he's like, well, it's free and we don't take a lot because it's only 1% in commission after the one year free we were offering. So there's not a lot of commission like support a salary. Um, but like, I could make you an advisor. We can give you a really small amount of equity. And if there is eventually ever a token, like you would be earning the token. Here's how this might work. And I was like, all right, cool. This sounds fine. Um, like, just for context of where we were, like spring 2020, nobody was doing tokens. There were no tokens. There were no new tokens. I, I needed to reiterate that. Like, right now we are in this like frenzy of like everything in the world has a token. Everything needs a token. Um, every DAO needs a token or shares or whatever. But this is this is the era where everyone was still like really allergic to the ICOs. And it was like, Ethereum is your token. You don't need another token. Just use it. Ethereum is your utility. You don't need your own thing. And so when he was like, yeah, you could work for maybe a token that will eventually come out. I'm like, there's never going to be a token because Ethereum is going to be the token. And, uh, well, the winds shifted. The cycles changed entirely. Uh, DeFi summer kicks off. Literally everybody needs a token. Um, we, I'm not saying that we were not part of DeFi summer. We, uh, did our launch like well calculated and with four years of research um, in was spring 2021, well after the hype. But this is I'm just trying to set the scene of where we were at the time. Um, yeah, so that was that's the origin for like how I went from working in Web two to Web three. Sorry, Web two into crypto into Web three. You think that it's still like that with the hiring because like you're you sound very hireable, you know. And I, and I don't know if we're setting up like unrealistic re expectations for, for folks who show up to the next ETH Denver. Like, are you saying in ETH Denver 2023, when is that, February, in the middle of winter yeah. in Denver, because somebody thought that was a good idea. And then you, you go to ETH Denver, and, which is great. Yeah. That's what I did. I did that same thing in 2022. I got into yeah. crypto in November 20. I mean, I was in it in 2019, 2020, like dabbled, but like I actually went to my first conference, ETH Denver 2022. And no one hired me, but I also was like, you know, I, I was, it was my first. Anyway, so whatever. So you're saying in February 2023, people can go to an ETH Denver conference and get hired. What do you think the success yeah. rate would that, would that would be? Like 50% now? 90. Okay, so listen, I come from politics and I'm I'm trained in media and how to answer questions and the answer to these questions is always it depends, right? That's a, the if anybody tells you uh yes or no, they're wrong because it's it depends. It's a very strong it depends in favor of yes. I do still think that so ETH Denver just for like ETH Denver's never been during a bull market. Like we've had 
we've had like uptick weeks during bear markets. Um, but every February is usually like a downtick in a crab or a bear market. Um, you mean go back and check the charts. The sentiment at ETH Denver has always been, all right. So you know how there's like this, uh, this cross between where people, all right. Um, where people go, it's biddle season. And like when people start saying it's biddle season, we're getting toward the bottom. You know, you know, that sentiment. No, biddle. What's the word? U-I-D-L. Oh, 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 biddle, like build. Yeah, yeah, biddle. Yeah, yeah, I got it. It's building season. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I know this. I'm crypto. Yeah, ETH Denver is always during biddle season. And it's not just because ETH Denver was the birthplace of biddle. It's because it actually is always, it has always been biddle season in February. Like where the market sentiment's like, oh no. But Denver is not about hype. It's about the builders. We focus on the hackathon. We focus on inviting students and web two folks to like come hack on these bounties and like win them. Um, I mean, we had like $2 million in prizes last year, this year, 2022. It's always, it's always Biddle, um, which means there's always Biddles in the room. So, and I'm also not technical. And I, I thank you for saying that I'm hireable. Um, it's always nice to, to hear that. Um, but like, if you, I mean, there are non-technical jobs, there are technical jobs. There's so many community manager things. Um, like product managers, UI, UX testing. Um, I think that the age of the four devs by devs is ending. And while like a lot of these DAOs don't have maybe the ability to support a a full-time salary for you, um, we're moving toward, and this fits nicely into this like Opalus narrative, of we're moving toward a independent worker-focused society where you own your employment and instead of having a full-time job we're like you're like oh i work for pool together 50 60 hours right you're an independent worker you are a contributor to pool together you're a contributor to whatever else you're contributing to in DAOs and web3 maybe you're driving for uber part-time i don't i don't care like you're so you you to have security. We talk about decentralization and why decentralization matters, right? But you, we, everyone in the audience has a single point of failure in terms of where their salary comes from. That's not decentralized, right? So if you think about yourself in that sense, like you should have multiple streams of income to be secure, to maintain your personal security. And this is kind of the setup that Opolis enables, where we help you set up an LLC. You are the owner of your single person LLC that then contracts to uh, whatever DAOs you're contributing to, whatever companies. Um, We invoice your LLC for your paycheck and this can be crypto. So like a lot of, I think, I don't know, somewhere between 40 and 45, I think percent of our members like fund their, fund their paychecks with crypto. So it's like DAI, USDC, USDT, uh, Rye, um, and then you get a direct deposit on the first and third Friday of each month. I dream of a world where I work part-time for two to five different protocols. Didn't realize Opolis helps set the LLC. That's amazing. Yes, that is exactly what we do. Um, yeah, I can hear. Let me drop the link of where you can go to request an LLC. It's $300. If you can find a place to get a Wyoming LLC for cheaper than $300, take it. We don't make any money on this. It's just a a cheaper rate we've negotiated with this law firm, CloudPeak. Um, and you you own the LLC. We don't own any of it. So while we're helping you set it up, it's just, it's yours. 
It's we don't have any part of your LLC. Um, your LLC is joining the cooperative as a member. It costs twenty dollars to become a member of the co-op, and this is a legal distinction that gives you like rights. So similar to REI, um, are you, are you guys familiar with REI? It's like a outdoor store. Yeah, you, you know, um, yep. you, you you buy stuff from REI. Um, at the end of the year, you're going to get some cash in the mail, and you're going to get a check in the mail for a dividend, your share of the profits uh, based off of your consumption. Um, Opolis is very similar to this. Uh, we're probably a year or so, at least, away from this like profitability where we're, you know, cash will just be going out to work holders. But um, that is the model. That's how we've designed it. Um, I'm trying to knock out a few questions all at once. I think I'm doing it. You're doing it. I mean, I, I like here, let me give you a, let me pop in with a question. So I'm in New York city yeah. and it's one of the most taxed places in the United States. Sure. And, uh, I am scared to death to incorporate because of, um, the corporate tax in New York city. Yeah. So you're not going to have to worry about that. Here's the revenue. No, I don't want to go that way. All right. Here's why the paycheck that you are processing through Opolis is an expenditure on your business. And that expenditure on your business offsets the income. And when the expenditures equal or exceed the income, you have a net loss, not a profit. And so uh, corporations are only taxed on profit, not revenue. Because revenue minus expenses equals profit. This is your tax liability. Gotcha. So let's, so let's say pool together pays you 150k a year shot in the dark i have no idea doesn't matter pool together pays you 150k a year that goes into your business if you run let's say you run 120 or 130k through opolis and then you spend the other 20 on hardware new computer software um your fancy editing software uh traveling to conferences hotels flights conference tickets etc all that's going to add up to 150 at the end of the year you're going to have books to file and it says, I'm, my company made 150, it spent 150, my tax liability is zero. Your, whatever your CPA charges you to file, somewhere between 100 and $300. New York is probably, yeah, 300, 350, whatever. But it's very simple. And then on the personal side, you're also filing a personal set of books, but it's easier to reconcile because you're not spending personal money, or sorry, you're not spending business money from your person and trying to do all this reconciliation, it's like, oh, well, I kind of work from home and like, what part of my percentage, my office, and I bought this thing on my personal credit card. So like you, like you can still, I mean, you can get reimbursed by your company the way, but it, the way you used to, but it's also, it streamlines everything, makes, makes your books much cleaner. You're going to get a W-2 from Opolis and you just hand that W-2 over to your CPA and uh, yeah, you've got two sets of books, but they're much cleaner. And you are de-risked because when you contribute to a DAO as an individual and there's not a specific operating agreement that you're entering into, uh, it's generally considered a general partnership, uh, which opens you up to unlimited liability. This is not ideal. When you contribute to a DAO through an LLC, it's the LLC's assets that are at risk. I mean, there's that, that was so good. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. So... We've got a huge community here of just really good, wholesome people at Pool Together, and they're working it in the Web3 world. Do you, do you suggest for the community to each person go off on their own, kind of like do their own thing or like 
do we need to like band together and you know start up a few different ones or like what what do you think what what is generally best practices here for the web3 work not sure i understood the framing of the question meaning like like we could go like so richard uh in the chat was just offering like hey let's do this like let's do uh let's start something up together and so that's my question is just like oh like, okay i see the question see now so yeah it's not a thing that you do together it's an individual thing so each each person forms their own llc and that is their self-sovereign employment vehicle if if you form an llc with another person you are not self-sovereign because that other person is able to make decisions on your behalf or things that they do affect your your personal situation um you may not always want to be partners with this person um th there is an exception and that is with a c-corp if you're both the owners of the c-corp so we've done this for like startup founders um who like for legal reasons have to still be employees of the c-corp um that is a thing that you could do there's not particularly a value uh, in, uh, other than saving some money on the $300 incorporation. But uh, that is something that we, from time to time, will reimburse for uh, special partners for like limited times. So I guess I could do that. Let's do, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. So the Pool Together community, for anybody who wants to join starting September 1st, we will reimburse your LLC. Uh, didn't even have to ask for it. Guy just, just boom. You just have make yeah. it happen. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, so Josh, what you were saying though, like I, I, that, yeah, thank you so much. That's great. I, I'm sure we're going to have some people take advantage of that for sure. Um, but we like to do stuff together and you just said it, you have helped people do stuff together. Um, and then, and then like, what's the paperwork like as an LLC owner for somebody who's not, who's not familiar with any of this and has just been 1099ing it for their life. And, yeah, it's you know, it's um everything it's, is a business expense, blah blah blah, not financial advice. To where now you got to like segregate and such. Um, yeah, I mean, so you as the owner of an LLC have, you know, significant discretion over these. Like, what is a business expense? What is not? There are IRS guidelines that are like, this is a business expense. This is not a business expense. Um, they're pretty intuitive and easy to follow, and like. It's like, hmm, should I be buying drugs on my company dime? It's like, probably not. Like, how much alcohol is appropriate to, you know, like, is a, we don't have to get into all that stuff because I, I mean, I'm not pr particularly able to give this legal financial advice. Nobody really should. Um, your CPA will uh, to say, like, yes, th this is how it works for expensing part of your office. This is how it works for hardware, software. There's like, 15 major categories and if it fits into one of those like great use your corporate credit card um what was the what was the original question the like the it's all the paperwork oh the paperwork the yeah there's yeah. no yeah there's no it's not there's one annual thing you have to do for a registered agent and like that's kind of it and what about cpas do you provide those i wish so we actually we have a we have like an open call out for like we have members of our commons who are cpas a lot of them are full and, and we're looking for more cpas to join because um like cpas are often independent workers who manage their own books who are not able to access high quality employment benefits because they work for themselves 
and they are too busy. So they just like, all right, I'm going to go off. Uh, I'm going to go off on the exchange. You pay a little bit of money extra for the convenience. Um, we, we've been talking to some firms that will provide extra CPA. We haven't like, we haven't landed. We haven't found somebody that we like. We haven't found anybody who's got a decent API. Like, and, and as Talisky is saying, there's, there is a CPA shortage right now. Probably because it's really damn boring. Like ever, there's like the, the trope in Hollywood where it's like, oh, accountants are boring. CPAs don't get girls. Like Hollywood needs to make more movies like The Accountant, where like the accountant's like the coolest guy in the world. And then just you know, we'll have in four years we'll have a bunch of new CPAs. But it's, yeah, Ozark, exactly. Yeah, you can you can be like you can be like Michael. You could be like Michael Bluth if you, uh, but in Ozark. That's so funny. I've never seen it, but I, I of course, Jason Bateman's an accountant. And uh, how long would it take to become an accountant? Can I just go quick spin that right up real quick? No, you, it's like a, so, okay, there's a, a being an accountant and then there's being a CPA in these different levels. I think it's like two years uh, associate's degree level thing. CPA, I think like takes four. It's not easy. Like it's like um it's so we we you know I think we're getting used to people being able to be, like acquire technical skills quickly because you can you can go through like crypto zombies and all of a sudden in three months you're like I'm a solidity developer like accounting is not the same it's it's a it's a lot of a lot of coursework. Wait, I can do that crypto zombies and I'll be a solidity developer. You, you want to take it with me, me? do uh, yeah, let's do it together. All right, I, yeah. I, I keep, I keep get talking about how like this is this is a major myth in my skill set. I went to a coding boot camp, and like I can read code, but like I kind of want to just ship some code. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I can. I'm a big fan of no code stuff, and I can do like HTML, CSS stuff. But uh, but code, and I have like a math minor, so I've got. I feel like I got a, got a little foundation, but. But yeah, I'm non-technical. And back to the thing you were saying about ETH Denver, I really think pit pitches need non-technical people to pitch it's very rare to see a good pitcher you know what i'm saying and the same thing for like yeah like, like with uh with protocols or with people repping web3 companies like a lot of times the founder does it but like sometimes that's There's not so so dry so boring and it's like don't don't put an introvert who just coded a masterpiece like don't like so far outside their comfort zone that they're just blowing it on stage. And it's like, this isn't comfortable for anyone. Yeah. Like, like, like there are so many people, so many great talented people I'm meeting at these conferences who are like, I don't know how to get involved. I'm not, I don't have any technical skills. It's like, go to a hackathon. You know, you've got ideas. Go talk to the hackers during these like meet and greets where it's like team formation and try to convince somebody to work on your thing. But see, I didn't even know that that existed where like it's like I didn't think a non-technical person could go to a hackathon and get like any sort of cred. But apparently that's the case. And I've been missing. So it's, so it's just a marketing so, it's just a messaging thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I will say that, like, if you're I mean, because hackathons are a lot of new people, too. Right. So there's I mean, nobody has cred. I mean, you, you're going to get the teams where like. You know, Joe DeLong shows up to eat Denver and he's like, I'm hacking. Who wants to be on my team? Like, yeah, he's probably not going to take some random marketing guy off the street. But like most hackers at a thing are not like that. They're just maybe they're they're a Web2 dev and they're like, oh, I kind of want to see if I can win some of this prize money. And they, they don't really know what's going on. And like you, you, you are 
I don't know, maybe biz dev minded or you're, you're fine at public speaking, but you're also a DeFi Chad who you're like, you know what? I've been playing with this. I wish that this thing, like, I, I wish that there was a snap for, for this, like a MetaMask snap to, to help, you know, move my money to, you know, Solana or something. I, I that was a terrible example. Um, yeah, cut that out. I don't want to mention any of the. Uh, I've got two things I'm cutting out so far. Got it. Keep going. Yeah, an F word and a, a yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, you're like you know what? There's this this needs to exist. I I need I need a way to um, uh, let's say all right. I've got 141 bufficorns, and I'd like to without a ridiculous amount of gas uh, send them randomly to I don't know whoever. Right. And I get a smart contract for this. And it's like, hmm, that there's probably wide applications for the mass distribution of like an NFT airdrop type thing. I don't know. That probably exists already. No, but what you're saying is like, hey, being a DeFi Chad, you're going to have ideas that, uh, you know, somebody who's in the weeds, in the technicals, in the solidity isn't going to see or or you could vibe off of it and provide that. So hackathons are for non-technical people. I just don't get that message, and that needs to be shouted from the rooftops. Maybe in yep. February 2023 at East Denver. Yeah, we and we've 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 built out kind of uh, or building out a robust system of like mentorship and um, like pre-hackathon training. And um, I think this is one of the things that we struggle with as an entire ecosystem, and that's the pre-hackathon. Like, like I. I don't know. It's a, this is Moloch. I, there's no other word for it than Moloch where it's like, uh, no, none of this is particularly well coordinated. The hackathons like what? So there's this decentralization versus centralization issue where it's like, yes, you want things to be from the community up. There should be kind of a standards set of like, this is the minimum quality that a thing should be. But then like, how do you, how do you get the community behind going to, a random city and dropping in and so there's this this push and pull where uh you see with eth global would be like hey we want to do a thing in a city and then they'll throw a thing in a city and it sometimes won't involve as many locals as you'd hope and then you've got the eth denver model where it was a, it was just a meetup group for years and you know the, the same thing happens with all meetups where you've got a ton of people who show up during the the bull and then significantly less people show up during the bear. The people who keep coming back become like really good friends. Some of my best friends are just people who continue to go to meetups through bear markets. It's just like who who did I see at conferences the past few months? Like the when you know the wells have run dry. Um, these are people who years from now and be like, we go way back. Um, what was the oh East Denver the lost yeah goes to conferences even today? Do do you? Are you at East Toronto? No, I I don't have the budget, the personal or business budget to do that. But I but I but I've been to East Denver. I've been to Permissionless and NFT NYC. I found that um, I need to present at conferences and then I get comp tickets. So that's my new strategy. This is, so this is this is the industry secret here. Here's the real alpha. The best way to go to conferences is just to apply to speak. Yeah, just apply to put- speak. <laughs> and they'll put you back in a closet somewhere, and it's fine if you're not if you're not a big name like Hot Mike. But oh if you're yeah, big name you, like Joshua, boom, main stage. No, I've, I've, I've only I've only been on the main stage twice ever, and you're such my a name dropper <laughs> or whatever. That's that's such a humble brag. That's so good. Main stage twice. You deserve well, it. 
The first one was well. You're saying you like, and Stani, oh, right? Name. I'm not a I'm not a big name. No, no, no. Um, no, that was my point. The so I got main stage on Monday. I was on a panel for uh, like the opening of Eat Toronto, and the only other time I was on main stage was at Eat Denver. This is a this is a funny story. So um, I was supposed to go on at six to talk about the Buffcorn Biddle Brigade, which is our our NFT for Eat Denver. Um, we're you know we're introducing like uh, rarity um like uh like our own rarity le- leaderboard and uh trait swapping where you can actually like if you don't like the thing that you're that your buffcorn's holding you can swap it with another person like this is the contracts we're working on um but we hadn't announced that this was on the roadmap yet and so i'm supposed to go on at six o'clock uh governor polis had to like rearrange the the schedule because uh governor polis the governor of colorado is always the keynote speaker of eat denver and um uh we got moved around and so john tells me he goes you're going on at you're going on at 8 40 or something i'm like what no what um no it's like yeah yeah you are this is the time slot and so the time slot was between the keynote of kimball musk announcing like big green dow and like how you know ethereum and environmentalism and DAOs are gonna fix save the world and then Immediately after my presentation is Vitalik giving his keynote on like the state of the world. And in between these two keynotes is a 10 minutes where Josh gets to talk about bufficorns and like it's it's the lightest subject in in the history of the world. I'm like, this is I was so nervous. I had a I had we have these buffcorn plushies and I had to like hold on to a buffcorn plushie as like a a support animal. How'd you do? How would you rate yourself on that performance? Uh, the first two minutes were absolutely terrifying. And then um, I saw Manu Alzuru sitting in the front row, like, give me a thumbs up. He's like, bro, you're doing great. And then um, just like my world just like calmed. And I was able to like, just get through the presentation without, without freaking out. Um, it was, it was nice. Um, and then, Actually, ETH Barcelona, which which he and like Doing Good hosted, um, they did this thing where the stages had actual grass, like they had sod, and you were as a speaker to take off your shoes and go up barefoot and like be grounded with the grass. And like I was nervous to give my talk, and I get up there, and I feel the grass, and it was literally just like the world just changed. The it was like you know like in in Stranger Things, like the upside down, like the world, like the like the scenery just, just poof. And like, you're just, you're, you're here just hanging out, talking with your friends, totally like no apprehension. The only people who struggled were like the corporate guys who went up and talked with suits. So you were like grounded. I've never seen Stranger Things. Um, I, I refused to watch it because it got too popular and I only like to like things that no one knows about. Um, but uh, you should carry- That's why something. I put off, that's why I put off watching it for a while, but like, yeah. it's good. I recommend it. The other like, thing is I, I was very sheltered as a child and I wasn't allowed to watch like movies that everyone watched like Goonies and things like that. And so it kind of, it, it references a lot of that eighties, nineties nostalgia that I missed out on. And so I probably don't listen to watch it because of the hurt. Um, that's why it's one of the reasons I put off watching stranger things for a long time, but like, it's actually fantastic. Okay. I highly recommend all right, I'm not, I might, I probably won't watch it, but maybe I'll watch like half of an episode <laughs> just for you. Uh, well, I didn't mean give it a whole episode. It's only 45 minutes. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got that time. Okay, I'll do 45 minutes. Hey, but uh, so here's the thing. So you did such a great job. I mean, you sold, I mean, you sold Opolis. It's, I mean, we're all buying it. I mean, it's so good. We, we're, we're going off in the chat. Thank you for the promotion, the, the special pool together deal. This is sure. great. Oh, I'm sure poolers are going to take uh, advantage of it, including, uh, you know, yours truly. I need that. You're giving me what I need. But let me, let me, one of my use cases for pool together that I like to talk about is freelancers putting money away for taxes. It's that savings. And I feel like Opolis just like vibes with that, like the saving, you know, mentality of that small business owner, that Web3 person, that maybe the trader that needs to take profits, the, you, you got to take the profits, you got to put it in stables and you got to keep it away. What is it? Uh, Neural it away? What am I? Uh, uh, hustle it oh. away? What do squirrels do? They, whatever, store it for, for, for the nestle. taxes. Nestle. nestle. Yes, we'll say it's nestling. Yeah, but, so uh, you don't you don't need oh. to do that as much because, and, and you don't need to pay quarterly taxes because what we do is we pay, we take, part of your paycheck we, we take out withholding to send the money that you owe to the state local and federal governments uh each paycheck standard withholding like on a w-2 so you're, you get your paycheck and it says you know x amount went to medicare and x amount went to your federal and your state and whatever okay so but could you put that how about opolis puts all that into pool together there um i hmm, i mean i guess there there could be a way because the winning Right. If, if you if you're storing money away to pay to the big, bad government, the big, bad state. So I don't know listening, but you so might I as well know how the le I don't know the legal ramifications of like. All right. So let's say you join you join Opolis and you're paying in USDC, which is I'm probably going to have to come up with a new example. If USDC becomes a thing that we none, none of us use because of the, you know, circle and. Tornado cash stuff, but FUD alert, FUD alert. what? FUD alert? Yeah, FUD alert. Yeah. Is it? I don't I I mean We're getting here, real here. Somebody, We're getting real. I guess it is I guess it is well, I don't know. I kind of. Like whatever. Um sure. So for now so USCC and when we collect that USCC, it's usually four or five days before your paycheck. I'm not sure what day it is that we're actually send we liquidate it and send it to the government. So you, you're saying that you think that like the one to two days between when we convert it, we should just have it sit in a pool together pool to see if it could win. Like I, I thought you had to keep it in for a while. Well, no, no. So this is this. I I wasn't thinking that you sent it off. And generally, like I'm not a an accountant, and I'm not a, a financial advisor, tax advisor, or anything like that. But Generally, my strategy has been as a non LLC 1099 freelancer has been to use pool together to like put all the money that I'm going to owe the government uh, or, or that I'm like, you know, like I'm working out my business expenses and things like whatever that pool is of money. That, I get that, it. That, you're you see saying, what I'm saying? Yes, I, I might as well like, win surprises and stuff and have some fun and pool together or delegate it out to my friends while so as a freelancer, saying, I also need to pay my taxes. Yeah. So you're saying that like, you know, as a freelancer, you're probably going to owe 25% of your income. And so That's you squirrel right. some away and you're like, while I'm not spending it, I'm using pool together as my savings account. And then eventually I'll have to pull it out money intact and not degend away That's uh, right. to, to be able to pay the government. Um, That's right. I imagine that there's a way we could, I don't, 
it doesn't particularly fit with our flow, but I bet there's something that we could figure out where the the commons itself is is using is using pool together. Okay. I love that. Rather than those individuals. We're gonna keep talking. It's that biz dev, baby. We're gonna keep talking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Did you want me to like rapid fire and knock out these questions at the top that well, neglected? Well, yeah, I actually have more questions. Well, the thing I want to say is I got two. I got two more. One is um, you said you were in politics. What is that about? You didn't include that in your. Um, Yeah, I I spent about 10 years working in Democratic politics, almost exclusively against uh, DNC candidates um, or like inside. So uh, I I was on uh, Obama in 08 and then um, Maryland State House race in 10. Uh, I was on Elizabeth Warren's Senate uh, in 12 as a, a GOTV Western Mass. Um, that was people didn't know that we were going to win that. Um, that was that was a tough one against like the ball player Scott Brown. And then um, uh, my big win was in 2016 where we got Governor Bullock reelected in Montana, like a Democratic governor uh, in like the reddest state when Trump won by uh, 100,000 votes. We were, able to, we were able to do it by 2019. Uh, it, we were able to win by 19,000 votes. Um, what was your role? I, so uh, I, I field and data organizing on this side of the house. Um, for Montana, I was the, uh, I, I ran statewide unpaid, or sorry, statewide paid operations. What, uh, what are you thinking about like the crypto politician role that's, that's, emerging through, for example, optimism, governance, Ave governance, Uniswap governance, all these big protocols, billions and billions of dollars and delegation and all of that. Like what, any thoughts or alpha? It's on really, it's really interesting. Crypto politician? So I was talking to left Terrace at, um, at ETH Barcelona and he was like stressed out by the amount of, like work that he has to do as a delegate for these protocols. He's like, it's so much reading. And I was like, you know, that we, you know, we're reinventing the wheel here when like, you know, this system has existed. Like you are the candidate, you're the member, right? You should have a staff that helps you to do research. Like you shouldn't have to read everything yourself. You should have a staff that like, or volunteers or whoever, who, whose job it is, is to read, get, get a beat on like, is in favor of what and why for this proposal and then make a recommendation to you. And then you just trust your staff. And like, I mean, we're, we're literally building out like a web three decentralized version of Congress kind of, but it's, it's fluid and it's just, and it's global. It's, it's, it's a fascinating model that we're, but people still don't. He's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to read my own stuff or limit where he's a protocol politician. Yeah, it's an, it's it's interesting because like your address becomes your reputation, or or does it? Are are you are you valued regardless of what address you're from? This is a yeah, it's a very it's a very complicated thing that people much smarter than me are are trying to figure out right now. Um, right, and then it's and it's also like you showing up in written form and like as far as governance posts and like proposals and such, but then also showing up in. Uh, you know, Twitter Spaces forum or in podcast forum, uh, and again, those are those are vastly we, different skill sets, right? So you yeah, need yeah, and we've replicated a lot of the problems, or we haven't solved. So the loudest voice in the room is usually the winner. So um, I mean, 
not to like call out so specifically with like the Gitcoin DAO folks, like there's a ton of stuff to get through. They've got a lot of delegates, a lot of reps and the loudest people are generally going to have the strongest influence. And then some people are more well-spoken on Twitter spaces. Yeah. Like you just said, and some people are better writing, um, which is problematic because most people don't like reading. And so you get like influencers. I don't like calling them influencers. They're influencers. It's, it's a, it's a flu. Um, influencers who are able to control how, like how, like all of what our policy will end up being because they're able to corral the most people most eloquently. It's all, it's all, it's all shills. I don't know how to. No, it's good. It's good. I like your style. I have one more question before we close up for wrap up because sure. you're so OG. Oh, no, yeah. Because you're so OG. What's the alpha for us? Like, what are you seeing in 2022 in this, you know, horribly sideways market right now? Um, I mean, we had a little pump today, but just what are you seeing as far as NFTs, coins, anything that you're excited about in crypt in the crypto space? What's the alpha for it for us? Martin Vester says, please just give us that. What's that thousand X return or greater? Well, I'll sit with I don't give financial advice. Not right. like in the in the in the same way. No, not in the same way that influencers will be like, this isn't financial advice. Like I, I legitimately try not to give actual financial advice, even just like you say a thing and then just you're adding NFA doesn't make it not financial advice. It's like, oh my God, these idiots. Okay, we're all going to jail. It's just, yeah, between friends. Um, I, I am a terrible investor. I'm a terrible trader. Um, but what I do with my angel checks is I, I invest in like friends in things that like are public goods focused, things that are um, DAOs, DAO tooling that's actually built by people who work in DAOs and not like, the Ivy League assholes in my in my LinkedIn who it's like, I'm building DAO toolings. I'd love to pick your brain and da da da. It's like, bro, you don't work in DAOs. Stop building DAO tooling. I I don't I can't I don't know how to help you. Um, but like, there are a great number of projects that are money Legos that are going to be the like the Apple, the Intel, the whatever those these picks from the '90s that like blew up those. So like we're in the dot com boom right now, where um, these like blue chips are being built. These money Legos, like Ave, for example, um, like th- this could. I mean, it has the potential to be the like the I don't know Amazon. Who knows? Um, there's without without saying like there's a coin you should buy. Like look at the things that are actually useful, the things that will be around, the things that we all rely on. Um, a lot of a lot of DeFi doesn't necessarily need to exist. It's kind of there for fun, and it's there. I don't know. There's a lot of Ponzi-nomics, and I, I there's a thing I go off on about like Moloch and there being a finite number of resources and devs, and we don't particularly have the incentive mechanisms to get people to coordinate on building money Legos. That and maybe that's good because if we have a vision, then the future is is restricted by whatever that vision is instead of being whatever whatever else could be like the people that the people that are not even in the industry now they're going to come around in a few years and be like hey you should do it this different way um and we'll be like wow that we never thought about that way you like group think tunnel vision all this stuff is a problem 
but the stuff that's like what it would say picks and shovels um so just to go a quick shill for like feropolis it's it's wild when i'll, I'll get these in, invites to do um to do angel checks and they'll be like we're raising this amount of money at this valuation it's like you don't have a product you don't have any customers how do you how are you worth a hundred million dollars get the f out of here what are you doing and and then like you look at opolis where like we run almost 50 million dollars in payroll a year we have 400 ish like paying customers like customers are i mean they're members they own the protocol like it's it's picks and shovels like uh where you like during a gold rush you you don't try to go get gold you sell picks and shovels that's the analogy um and like it's kind of bear proof like we've seen a little bit uh like growth has slowed a little bit but not much like new members are still joining every month um and it's just there's no ridiculous valuation like we're playing a long game there's not like there's not, um, you know how like uh, those like uh, on the curves where like it'll start, there'll be that initial sell off, it'll moon, and then it'll it'll drop down below and then slowly crawl. You know what I'm talking about? Um, it's the same curve that like every DeFi thing has had. Um, how Mike, you know what I'm talking about? The, say the curve again. It's like where it, it'll get released, there'll be initial sell off, and then. It'll oh, move. Yeah. 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 And like everything follows that same curve. Like yeah. we, we didn't have one of those because we don't shill the token. We don't sell the token. We don't, I mean, I don't really talk about it much at all um, because there's not utility to it right now. Once we have a thousand members, the work token becomes a governance token. And once we have profits to distribute, which should be between like 3000 and 10,000 members, like there will be profits, the dividends that'll be, going to like like actual revenue from people running payroll which is a real world problem that needs to be solved yeah. um so that would be yes so buy picks and shovels but like the digital non-metaverse kinds oh dang oh dang that wasn't a that wasn't a dang that wasn't a, <laughs> i'm not i'm not shitting on the metaverse i, I like <laughs> the metaverse that's good so there's a question here do you know if a custodial wall is considered the property of the user or what legally any custodial wallet I'm not a lawyer. I, yeah. I would say not not your keys, not your coins. Like that's yeah. Just there's there's only one answer to that. Okay. Uh, any questions that you've seen, uh, Josh, that you have not answered that you want to answer that I have not asked you? There was a question about Collabland and Coordinate. Um, we we use Collabland for like our Discord and our tipping bot, and um, we were experimenting with Coordinate for our ambassadors. I don't know if we're still using that. I like both of those projects. Those are great. Um, what is your view on 2023? 20, what are the major changes I expect in Web3? I don't know if there's... Nah, I don't know. I, I, was there, does anybody want to type in a question real quick? There's, there's typing. People are typing. Um, we'll just wait uh, for that one. What is, then... Oh, what is Opolis' partner stack? Yeah. That's it. So we use uh, Magic Wallet for... The log, um, actually, the, the the long list of them is is somewhere on our website. I think it's like opolis.co slash coalition. We we use a lot of um, where I mean we're members of a lot of DAOs like the like the Penball League. Um, we use Raid Guild and Dorg for um, like freelance work. Um, I don't know. We we've put our treasury in a bunch of different places. 
like Ave and um, uh, the one that starts with an I. Why can't I remember the name right now? Uh, and Element Phi, we, we put our treasury in there for a little bit. Um, there's There are too many with the Ave to pull together. Yeah, I joined the coalition. Okay. Um, oh, there you go. They both, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah there's this other, Pen-X, which is this company that we're, we're working on, uh, like adding pensions, which will be, that'll be, that'll be cool. Um, but I think they had some, a similar thing to, a similar goal to, um, to pull together, where what you could do is you, you put aside a percentage of um, everyone's paycheck, uh, and you just, you just plop it into a, a pool together pool, and that could be a pension that people eventually draw on. I mean, if we're looking at like 30, 40 years out, the contracts are all still going to be there. Uh, we have a 401k um, through a uh, Slavic 401k that you can, uh, so it's employment-based. And so part of your paycheck gets diverted to it. If you participate in any solo 401k stuff or solo IRA, that's not through our product. Um, and so that would be just, it would come off of your, your business together. Uh, is there, do we have a position in pool together? Not right now. I do. Um, my my pool together origin story is hilarious. I put in like fifty die one of the first days it came out because I was like, I really, I want I want to you know I mean you're an Eat Denver project, so I'm always going to support it, right? Um, so I was like, I want to I want to play with this. And fifty die was a lot of money to me back when it launched. I remember trying to join like Metagame Delta it was a hundred die, and um, I was like, this is this is really expensive. And now I'm like, oh, it's a hundred die, no big deal. This is just how the I don't know if that's inflation or just the times have changed. Um, but yeah, so I put 50 die in and yeah, I never won. I never expected to win. The pool won all the time. And I was like, I should probably just redelegate to the pool. But gas was so expensive that I couldn't move it. And then gas was so expensive that it didn't make sense to withdraw it. So I'm just like, I've written off this 50, this 50 die. And I was just like, I'm just going to be here forever in V1. And I started getting like, you know, my, migrate to V2 stuff. And I'm like, nah, um, this is too expensive to migrate. So I just left it there and like then got a relatively large airdrop because because I couldn't afford to move $50. Oh man, I love the space. That's so good. The same, same story here. That's that I think a lot of us can relate to that. Uh, question, are there Opolis tokens? Yeah, the Opolis token is the work token. It's an ERC-20 that was minted on Ethereum that um, we bridged over to Polygon. So all of our, all of our, um, like our, our dashboard and drops all happen on, on Polygon. Um, the way our tokenomics work briefly is when we as a payroll company grow by 10%, 5 million work are minted, 30% go to the employee members who run their payroll pro rata. Um, so if you run 1% of all the payroll that we run, you're going to earn 15,000 work. It's 1% of 1.5 million. 30% um, go to the referrer. So let's say you heard about Opolis from this podcast. You would say, I heard about it from pool. You run 100K in payroll. You earn, let's say, 50K work for the year. Pool Together is also going to earn about 50K work. They're going to earn the same amount you do because both earn 30% from this pool. It's pro rata. And there are less referrers than um, there are employee members. So it's uh, it's a larger kind of pro rata amount-ish. Um, uh, 20% goes into a staking contract, 10% goes into 
Um, the Opolis Treasury, 10% goes into the Employment Commons Treasury. Uh, Smart Investor has accurately noted that it is down from all-time high. Um, Opolis never listed the token. Uh, there was a group of investors and early employee members who um, just wanted to create a liquidity pool. And so they did it on their own. Um, there's no, there's never been incentives for the pool and there's not really a reason to hold the token right now, other than if you'd like the staking rewards, or if you understand this long-term vision for supporting self-sovereign workers and the global public utility infrastructure for employment that we are building, um, then, you know, it's, it's a pretty easy decision to, I've never sold any of mine. Um, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for those profit sharing rewards to kick in. So, uh, if you missed, if you joined us late in the podcast, you need to listen to the beginning when Josh talked about the the profit sharing stuff. So, uh, Josh, I want to let you go because you you got big announcements at ETH Tor- Toronto, as I pronounce it, mm-hmm. Toronto, or sometimes I do Toronto, like Toronto. Or um, no idea. So you got you got a big Canadian announcement for Opolis. Congratulations on the launch of Thank country you. number two. And uh, thanks for joining us on the Pull Together Community Podcast. We'll be in touch about how we can do more work together and get that uh, referral page and stuff going. Of course. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Right. Thanks for listening to the Pull Together Community Podcast. You can visit pulltogether.com to deposit. And we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pull Together Discord and let us know.